to the Starting With One podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information on Canadian healthcare, financial and estate planning issues, and running a business. With each episode, Robin and Al will be exploring topics that matter to you. Starting With One is built off of our experience that we enhance the lives of many starting with one. Every great story that we get to share all started with one phone call, one conversation, or one meeting. These are the stories that make us very proud to do what we do, and it all starts with one. Welcome back to another episode of the Starting With One podcast. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, along with my business partner and co-host, Al McDonald. Hi, Al. Hi again, Robin. It's been a busy day and looking forward to the weekend, which is quickly coming up upon us. I know summer's officially over, but it sure seems like summer out there. I took a ride in the car just briefly in between appointments here and feels like summer. So do you put the bike away when the fall weather comes or do you, oh, no, do, how is, far do you ride? This is perfect riding weather when it's cool like this. So as long as I can keep going, I will. But then, uh, you know, once it turns a little bit more fall-like and gets cold and rainy and turns into November, then it's probably time to put it away. Yeah, not as much fun riding into the wind uh, at at that time of year. Well, actually, I just invested in a new treadmill that arrived the other day. And I'm I'm so glad I had paid the guys to put it together because this thing was 300 pounds, the the tread alone. But I'm really hoping I can get with the nice weather, especially with the leaves changing, I'm hoping I can get another month or so of running outside. So anyway, looking forward to uh, enjoying the weather. But for now, we have another great episode for you. Today's guest has developed some really cool technology around buying life insurance. And I know, yeah, yeah, no one gets too excited about discussions around life insurance. Well, except maybe you, Al. (laughs) You you seem to like doing that kind of thing. But seriously, especially where we are today, living through a pandemic, I think it's a really relevant discussion to have. And Al and I were having a discussion way back in April about how we thought probably a lot of people got caught really off guard by the pandemic, especially when the numbers were really scary. And there was probably a lot of people that thought, geez, I don't have my eyes out and and T's crossed. So for the listeners, that's a shameless plug, of course, that you should be dealing with a planner like Al, have all those things taken care of and and, and have that peace of mind. But joining us today is Chad Vimintz. And I hope I pronounced your last name, Chad, from a company called GoLife. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So Chad, let's start with the obvious question, and we'll get into some further questions that will hopefully explain a little bit more, but what is GoLife? GoLife is designed to give Canadians the comfort of getting their life insurance just completed, and probably more importantly, the relief that they got the right advice. There's a lot of misinformation about life insurance, misconceptions, and ultimately we wanted to make a platform easy for people to get access to some quality advice and just to get it ticked off the to-do list. Life insurance seems to be one of those, you know, I grew up with life insurance. My dad was in the business for 40 years, so I grew up in that in that environment. But when I speak with a lot of my friends, it almost seems to be a topic that's a bit scary and not approachable. And, and from what I'm understanding, and, and I'm hoping we're going to chat about that a little further today, is you guys have made it very approachable and very simple for people to access that. Yeah, one of the first goals when we first started looking at GoLife, we were like, we saw the the industry as a group saying that they wanted to service the vast majority of Canadians, but they didn't provide a platform for with digital and technology. And you're absolutely right that people avoid this conversation. Sometimes they want to have it privately. And so what a good online experience allows them to do is to explore that conversation with their spouse or partner 
or on their own to get the information they want, but in an approachable manner. And so that's one of the things that technology can do is it can deliver quality advice to people at the comfort of their home at 11 o'clock at night, once the kids are finally in bed. Well, you bring up a very good point and it gets to my first question. As we've seen, and it's happening very rapidly, not only with what you're talking about, but in healthcare, technology is changing really quickly how Canadians access financial services and products. What do you see as the positives and maybe the drawbacks for individuals? Yeah, the couple of key positives that we kind of see or, you know, my personal view on it is that you can suddenly get access to some high quality advice. One challenge in our industry in the past has been who has the qualifications, who has the experience and people, you know, if it was the one person that they knew who sold life insurance, they could have been good or they may not have been good. Whereas now technology allows you to search that out for yourself and to clearly see, okay, this advisor, this platform clearly understands me, is providing me good value. The other part of that is just the convenience side. And that, you know, I alluded to it before, families are extremely busy. And if you have two or three kids, you're trying to find time to coordinate a number of different schedules, your kids' schedules, an advisor's schedule. And a lot of times what we find is that a lot of people just have a couple of questions that they just need answered. And that doesn't take very long. And so that convenience side to be able to do it at their convenience, at their location, technology can really serve people really well on that side. Of course, an obvious one is the end of a very personalized advice for yourself. Technology can definitely allow that to come to the service. If there's some drawbacks, one of the, my favorite books I read a number of years ago was called Data Smog. And it, you know you see that with technology comes a data dump of a lot of information. So when you're sifting through life insurance online, you're also trying to sift through what is the quality advice, what is the not good advice, and the same things on investments as well. And so I think Canadians also have that challenge of going, okay, I can see that there's a lot of options here. Now, how do I understand and contextualize some of that information? And then the flip side of that also on the individualized side is if I can control what I'm going to purchase online, there's this a bit of this procrastination that goes, I'm worried that I'm going to hit the wrong button. Am I making the right decision? And so there's also that information overload that allows people to kind of be paralyzed and not make a decision. And that's probably one of the biggest drawbacks that I see on the technology. Yeah, you're right. And there's, there's always two sides to the coin, isn't there? It's You touched on a point about the technology that you're bringing to the table is making it approachable and, and you're removing some of those barriers to access. And, and Al and I were chatting about that recently. Al most of our listeners would know Al deals with you know fairly complex financial planning and, and estate planning issues for a lot of individuals. And he had commented to me, there's one individual that they had a hard time connecting because this person was traveling quite a bit all over the world for business. And now recently, and Al, you can speak more to this, jumped on a team's call, had a great, probably the best meeting you've ever had together and found new opportunities together. So I think removing that access, that's certainly one thing that technology has, has done really well. But again, on our side, we do worry a little bit about losing that human connection. We're certainly doing everything in our power to make sure we maintain that going forward. Yeah, you talked a little bit, Chad, about the technology part of uh, side of things with GoLife, but can you back up maybe a little bit and just talk about what was the motivation behind creating GoLife in the first place? Yeah, I was at a conference a number of years ago, and there was a speaker talking about social media and how it may start impacting the financial services world. And I kind of was always known amongst some of my peers as the anti-technology guy. So it's kind of ironic that I'm the one who now <laughs> suddenly decided to jump in with both feet. 
But what I started to realize is that I was young enough in this industry to realize that technology is probably going to drastically influence how Canadians interface. And I wanted to be able to have a platform to create an opportunity because ultimately I, I just like helping people. That's how a lot of people in our industry got in is that you want to help people. And if you see an opportunity where you can just help more people and deliver quality advice, we said, you know, this is really attractive. Yeah. So that's kind of where it all started and uh, jumped in with both feet and it's been a, a fun journey, learned lots. And, you know, ultimately we're just seeing that we can leverage technology to help more people. It's funny. And I, and I love when I'm speaking with someone like yourself and, and the answer that I hear is to your why is that you love helping people. And, and recently, Al and I and Joe sat down again, just to, just to re-examine, hey, you know, we've been in business for 15 years together. Is our why still the same? And, and we like to remind ourselves our why. And, and the three of us came through our, our reason is, I mean, we love helping people. You wouldn't be in this business if you weren't. If you, if you were in this business just to make money, you're not going to last. I mean, you've got to enjoy that fine interaction and helping people and, and providing solutions. So I love hearing that when I'm, when I'm having a conversation with someone like you, Chad. So Chad, I'm going to try to make myself look pretty good with my next question and give myself on the pat on the back because obviously we do have a business relationship with you. We do see the value in in providing to our clients through this technology. But why is it important for people like ourselves, group advisors, to embrace new technologies like yours into their practices? And how do they identify the good tools from the bad ones? Yeah, so a group advisor, any type of advisor or any type of business that someone's in, if you can start adding more value to your clients with basically no cost, that seems to be a pretty clear win, especially for your ultimately the individuals or the plan members that group advisors are serving. So group advisors, if they can see a value add that just enhances that relationship, but also we think everyone along the line wins, starting with probably the, the employer, because they're looking for ways to add value to their employees. Rightly or wrongly, a lot of individuals and employees look to their employers for that financial guidance on maybe some different ways that they should look at our products and things to take care of. As you guys know, servicing a lot of your clients, the owners of these companies care deeply about their employees. And one of the things that they're looking for is ways that they can just make sure that people are being taken care of and getting access to quality advice. And this is one of those ones where we think the individuals win by getting a quality product. And the group advisor, any type of advisor that's sitting there looking for opportunities, looks at a way just to leverage their relationships as a way to better someone's position and someone's financial situation. And it doesn't take a lot of time. And so we think it's a pretty clear win on that. From an advisor perspective to kind of see of where you should be cautious on is, you know, a lot of people promise a lot of things. The question, because does that platform actually deliver on that promise? Test out a platform if you're looking at a new tool to use. The other aspect that you know is always cautionary on technology is if it sounds too slick and easy, and I think it might be, and it may not serve the end user what you're trying to achieve. But I think your question about that why is really important in technology because sometimes convenience is lost on doing the right thing. And then there's a lot of platforms that are very convenient, but ultimately they're not really serving the client really well. And I think it's important when you're looking for a provider or a partner to partner with is to find out that motivation of like, what are you trying to achieve here? And ultimately, does everyone win? Does the employer win? Does the individual win? And, you know, selfishly, you know, does the advisor win as well? And we think 
that's one of the things when you're assessing different technology tools and platforms or some of the checklists to maybe take a look at. So Chad, that's some great stuff. And you had mentioned that rightly or wrongly, a lot of the employees do look to their, their company or their work plan to provide that financial advice or, or you know, the base of the insurance and that type of thing. We're talking about something a little different where they're using Go Life to enhance their, the amount of life insurance, the amount of coverage that they've got. Why go the Go Life route versus just adding optional life insurance, which has been traditionally the way that you might add life insurance to your plan is just to, to purchase more life insurance through the group plan. This is a little bit different approach. Why this approach? Yeah, no, good question. So one of the things that we see is convenience. So you know, optional life is adding some additional life insurance through the group plan. It's pretty convenient. There's usually a form you have to fill out and away you go. But what we're seeing here is that there's an opportunity to inject some more advice that the person is looking for. What we found with a lot of people is that they want more life insurance than their optional life usually allows them. A lot of group plans limit how much coverage you can add into the plan. And most people are looking at a half a million to a million dollars of life insurance to protect their mortgage, to protect their income that they're trying to protect. The couple key things for a personal policy versus the optional life through work is that that individual now owns that policy. It belongs to them. If they ever changed employers, moved, their individual life insurance follows wherever they go. So they have some ownership and control over it. So that portability is really important. An individual policy also allows them to get the right amount of coverage that their family needs. So if they do need a million or a higher amount of coverage, they're not limited to what maybe the limits inside the group plan may be so that the family can get the right protection that that, or the individual can get the right protection that they're looking for. And what surprises a lot of people is actually the price has changed and each plan is slightly different, but term insurance rates across Canada in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, as the two of you know really well, has drastically come down. And so there is some price savings that uh, over time that uh, can be there for the individual as well. So, but probably the big thing is they get the right amount of coverage, they have some control, and they have some more confidence that they got the right advice there and they, their family's protected. Yeah, I like your point. And something I quite often discuss with my clients on the individual side is, especially when you're young, uh, cost should no longer be the impediment or the barrier to having the adequate life insurance because like you say, costs have come down significantly and it's not hard to get the you know, significant amount of coverage to cover off your, your needs for the right price. It's ironic. One of the questions I, I got early on is how does life insurance work? I give you $20 a month, but if I die, like 500,000 goes to my spouse. <laughs> They're like, this doesn't make any sense. And it's a good question. And so we, we explained to them how it worked and the next person's like, oh, okay, sounds good. We'll do it. Yeah. It sounded too good to be true, but the, the premiums uh, really have come down significantly. Yeah. Chad, what's uh, been your experience with Canadians buying life insurance online? Is it, are they comfortable with it? And, and maybe expand on that. What surprised you the most? It's been just fascinating to see the spectrum going all the way from, you know, someone buying, I think the lowest premium we've had is $12 a month to someone applying for $2,000 a month. And that has really surprised us. We were not expecting to see people spending two, $300 a month for term insurance premiums. But what we've recognized, our working assumption when we first started this is that we were going to see people in their 20s and 30s. And that would be 90% of our clientele. And that has not been true at all. What has surprised us is that there is a significant portion of our clientele that is over 40, into their 50s, and into their 60s. And what we're finding with that is these are people who have bought life insurance in the past, are very familiar with the product, 
and they know what they want next, and they just see a convenient way just to get this done quickly. And so that has surprised us probably the most is that we have seen clients in their their 50s and 60s still looking for life insurance. What we've also seen is we kind of thought this was going to be here, but we didn't expect it to the same extent. A lot of, say, newer Canadians, people who've just come to Canada, don't know necessarily how to navigate the system, have some questions, and they quickly can get access to quality advice. They don't have to sift through going through maybe five or six different advisors trying to find out who they can trust. They're finding a platform that they can get access to the questions they have. They get direct access to an advisor that is committed to them. They've been a great clientele that has been really happy to get access to quality advice and products. That's great to hear. Really uh, enjoyed chatting today. I think that's probably a good spot to wrap up. Chad, thanks so much for coming on the show. People want to reach out. They want to find out more about GoLife. What's the best way to reach out? Probably the best way to reach out is you can visit golife.ca, Chad Vimnitz. You can reach me on LinkedIn. You can also connect with me directly with a phone number, 780-920-3669. Or there's also email, chad at golife.ca. I also want to thank Alan Robin for having me on the show and uh, having this conversation and wish you uh, the best in the coming months here as we enter the winter days in Canada. Yes, there we go. Well, coming. That, <laughs> winter is that, coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, that does it for today's episode, folks. Really, really enjoyed this conversation. Always learned uh, something new, so today was no different. Please feel free to reach out to Al or myself if you have any questions or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. And remember, it all starts with one.